thing. Do I do the feel the rhythm thing again? <laughs> to the beat of the rhythm of the night. Oh, wow. Sorry. I couldn't have it myself. It just got weird. It but did. It got the right kind of weird, though. Hey, well, you know, if we're going to press record, we have to go right off the tracks at like .01 seconds. I'm just glad that me not wearing pants is the, the least weird thing that happened so far. Yeah. Yeah, but we're just so used to it at this point. All right, if you don't start doing the intro, I'm going to start singing Flashback or something. I'm I'm really getting to the point now where I feel like I have to be told to do the intro. It's starting to become almost a neurotic thing for me. <laughs> like I don't have the ability to do the intro on my own. Do the intro. Do the Let's intro. Do the Mike. intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to maybe I've said too much. The dumpster fire of internet podcast. I am Mike Laffey, and this is your intro. And I am joined, as always, by my good friends, Joel Crawford and Izzy Swan. Uh, hey, gentlemen. Uh, how are you this evening? I, I can't complain. I don't know about Izzy. He could probably complain. But he would do it in such a nice way that everybody the, would just nod and smile. Especially, especially <laughs> through the soothing sounds of Izzy Swan. That's right. That's right. No, I, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've had a busy week. My uh, family was in from uh, Florida. They evacuated last week in the, in the rush to get out of Irma's way, and uh, they live in Fort Myers. <clears throat> Luckily, their house, unlike so many others, was spared, and they were able to return and fix a few things up, empty a fridge, uh, and help out their neighbors. And so that was a cool week. We kind of all hung together while they were, you know, literally hanging on the news reports and the, the updates on the path of the storm. Mm-hmm. So so it was, it was a crazy week. It was fun. I got almost nothing done. Uh, however, I did employ the labor to clean out my garage. So, I mean, my family. I didn't mean to say labor. I mean, <laughs> you know. The, the lazy, no good loafing. Uh, Evacuees, I mean, refugees. The refugees. Yeah, and man, if you can't uh, put refugees to work, then what kind of uh, what kind of a man are you? I don't. I don't want to live in that world. That's right. That's right. So that's that's been my week. We have uh, <laughs> got a, got a few hires in the shop um, because this is hiring season for us. We lost a couple of employees this last summer, and we've been kind of milking it a little bit because you know our busy season's coming up. So we're training new people, and um, actually, I, I got to praise, we, we have a, a girl in who is has never done any woodworking whatsoever, has never used a sand or anything else, and she just kind of rocked it today, um, just picking up, I mean, I put her on big equipment too, like, like you know, 89-inch edge sanders and things like that, and it was it was really cool to see that, like, like that glint of, oh, I can make things. And at the end of the day, when she had a pile of things that she was working on, I'm, I was like, you know what? You, unlike your other jobs where the work just never stops, you just created that pile. And it was, it was cool. It was, it was a fun little maker moment. So, hmm. but yeah, so that's it's like watching, like watching a duckling born. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of, it was kind of like, like when, when somebody, um, you know, that's done something different all their life. And maybe they're part of a big cog, or maybe you crunch numbers, but those number numbers ever end. Um, it's yeah. hard to take account of your day's effort. But you know, when you actually make a physical thing, it's right in front of you. Like there's that thing. 
So it was it was really cool. It was a fun experience. Yeah. So yeah, the worst part about it in making those is that when you make a thing, you've also made a mess. So there, not a, <laughs> there's not only do you have a thing to contend with, but you have a mess to clean up as a result of your efforts. Well, I, I don't I, have a mess. I, I think that's well, kind of the fun part, though, is making the mess. So. Right. Not cleaning the mess is no. though. Oh, I didn't say that. I said making the mess is fun. Right. Fair. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here arguing with you. <laughs> is he? What's new with you? You know, I was is just he? thinking about what you were just saying, Joel. Um, you know, I've taught a lot of people uh, a lot of things, woodworking, fabrication over the years, and it's really fun to be working with someone and just see that aha moment. You know, that moment that they realize that I just did this. You know, and I did it right, or. You know, I just figured something out, and um, it's it's one of those things that it, it doesn't ha- it doesn't feel like it happens enough. It's one of those things that it's just really a true pleasure to see happen, and um, you know, you know that that person will carry that with them forever for the rest of their life. So it's good yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm I'm hoping these yeah, are long term uh, employees. I've had similar I've had similar situations with my uh, daughters when I when we do. Um, uh, you know, teach them how to do something, and they, you know, they do the the not OSHA approved work, but you know, let them do some sanding, and uh, they get to uh, have an assisted fire of the nail gun. Uh, you know, just uh, that that seeing them kind of like, oh wow, this is this is how Daddy makes all these things in the house that we get to crawl all over and create problems with. So it's a uh, it's a very interesting um, interesting thought process to kind of see that. So. It's a, we specifically hire people that, that don't, I don't want anybody with experience. We have, we have a set way we do things and, um, we, I hire some people that are really gifted. Um, Chris Dixon, who's a maker was part of our crew for this last year and we got to do some cool projects and he got to do some production work. And then I hire people that are just complete novices because we can shape them into kind of a production team. And if they happen to like bloom into a creative uh, force, then that's awesome. But if they get the production job done, then kudos too, because you know, we're here to make a living we're here to make some fun. And it, it makes a, a, you know, not every, not every utensil is a spatula. Sometimes there's a spoon, you know, it's in the whole, whole thing gets used uh, to, to kind of make it, 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 it becomes a very fun place when somebody's making a table and somebody else is making 27 Spartans. Yes. <laughs> so. I, have, I, I have nothing to add to that. That was, that was, as is often the case, you have dropped the microphone. <laughs> so, Joel wins again. We're waiting. Um, Mike and I are waiting for each other to uh, to respond. Yeah, that I, that was that was like that, that. There's nothing to add. This is he has summarized my thoughts. Yeah. It's not. Uh, I'm never at a loss of words, but uh, sometimes they're not needed. That's very true. Oh, which I you know is some of the feedback I get from our uh, podcast listeners. <laughs> no, that's not true. They want to hear more of you, Mike. They're like, you know, you don't have to talk every time. <laughs> And let that's, that silence right. be a lesson to you people that yes, yes, I do. So, at least, at, but, least uh, at least they say that to you. For me, they're like, you know, you don't have to talk ever. So. Yeah, well, that's just the people I pay to say that. So oh, that can be see, on the radio more. See how that so, goes. <laughs> so what if nobody ever says anything to me, good or bad? Like, is, 
Is it like, oh, yeah, you're on that show, too. <laughs> so there's that. I don't yeah, know. Don't. I think I think you have the best drop the mic moment of our of all the podcasts so far, Joel. So I wouldn't go that far. Well, well, we shall yeah. see. There's there's every week's a new week. That is true. That is very very true. And I would I would also like to state other obvious points. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have any off the top of my head, but every week is in fact a new week. This is true. Izzy, what are you doing? Well. Oh, yes, Izzy, man. you have been up to some things that uh, yeah. we may or may not have heard about before. Wait a minute, uh, hold on a second. Tend to be surprised. Can we can we talk about the Corian real quick? Sure, if you want to. I mean, we can work backwards in time. I know you got like a thousand things, and this is going to get completely uh, because the the rest of your stuff is like 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 Eiffel Tower, amazing. But this is like you know a street peddler in in the street doing something. But it was still just really cool. So can you explain a little bit about your video that you dropped today? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, I've been working with Inventables a little bit um, with the X-Carve, and they were sending me the, the Mo, the gal I work with at Inventables, she actually asked me, hey, what kind of materials can I send you for projects? And I said, you know, why don't you surprise me? I, I, I kind of like the idea of being, just being sent some stuff and then kind of challenging myself to build around those, those things. Um, so she did. And, and one of the things that she sent me were a few sheets of small sheets of Corian, which actually worked out because I've been wanting to do a project with Corian for a while now. And I just kind of been waiting. I actually have, I actually have some in my storage unit, but, um, I just would, you know, getting to that would be a month of digging through stuff. But, um, so she sent it to me and I wanted to do more than just, you know, show people that you can cut it with a CNC, but you can use it, you know, it mills with woodworking tools. I mean, it's a really cool product and they come with like, I don't know, half a zillion different colors and textures and, you know, so you can get pretty much anything you want. And uh, right, you know, from a drill to a jigsaw to um, a handsaw, you can cut this stuff. So it's, it's really fun to play with. And one of the things I don't see much of, I've seen a few projects with Corian out on the internet. But uh, one of the things most people don't understand is that you can thermoform Corian really easily. Uh, it loves to bend, so uh, quickly heat it up in the uh, in the old oven on a cookie sheet, and you can kind of you know bend it and form it, and uh, do all kinds of fun stuff with it. So I made a hand. I made a kind of a quasi replica of my hand. It was a, the outline of my hand, and turned it into a cell phone holder. Oh, is that what it was? Because it looked like I thought that you had a uh, bear's paw casting or something. That you had. <laughs> right. Uh, but, um, hey, real quick before I make this next comment, the uh, are you pretty much the only one that uses that CNC machine? The X-Carve? Yeah. No, there's a lot of people that use the X-Carve. Okay, because I, I noticed the bed of it looked like it had been chewed up a little bit, and I thought to myself, there's a guy that doesn't, that doesn't love computers <laughs> programming oh, that thing. Oh, you mean my CNC? <laughs> yeah, no one, else, yes. no one else has ever touched this thing except for me. Yeah, that, it, that, that makes more sense because it was, yeah, because the bed of that thing is chewed up pretty deep. <laughs> some of the, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, I, people still think I, everything I do I put on YouTube. I don't, I do tons of stuff that never sees, <laughs> never sees a video camera. So, um. And uh, having, thankfully, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you in that little mermaid costume is probably more than most people can stand. The next YouTube video is he takes a shower. Mm, wait, and, hold on. And sings slow down and sings show tunes. Oh God, we went from. Do you realize that we just progressed from bubble baths to showers? Uh yeah, it's time for us to grow up a little. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know, that's the best um, they can hope for. 
at least the video will only be like three minutes long. So, you know, bubble bath, it would be a much longer video. Oh, uh, we'll do that one then. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, uh, yeah. So the Corian's a fun, I, I kind of wanted to inspire people to play around with it and to work with it. Cause it's, I mean, you can do so much and you can thermoform it. You can bend it. It actually flints really well or percussion flakes. Uh, for those of you who don't know what percussion flaking is, it's like, uh, you know, chipping an arrowhead. Uh, so you can actually make arrowheads from it because it loves the percussion. It loves a you know a good percussion flake, and you can do all kinds of fun stuff with it. So, um, I, one of the things that I used to play around with was making um, uh, commercial displays for uh, t-shirt companies and sunglasses, and I used a lot of Corian throughout that process. So it was fun, good stuff. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> what? Uh, so uh, outside of. Um you know, just smashing through uh, countertop things. And, uh, you know, I, you, I think you're the only person that's actually used any of the stuff that didn't turn it into a pen. So, uh, bravo. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but uh, what I, I know that you've got, uh, I've seen a lot of Instagram photos of uh, rather large buildings. Um, uh, maybe, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's the, that's the fun one, guys. Um, what have you gone and done now, Izzy? Well, it's, it's, you know, it se- might seem all of a sudden, but behind the scenes, it's been going on for a long, long, long time. Uh, we've been looking for some shops in, in the uh, north Midwest and, and northeast uh, to create um, a studio space for people to come and learn how to do stuff. So um, that's what we've done. We've I rented um, a facility in Traverse City, Michigan, a, a good-sized facility up there. In fact, I will be leaving Monday morning to go back up and uh, start the construction process of, you know, building this out. And then we've also got a building in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. Um, it's about half the size. It's about 2,500 square feet, the building in uh, Pittsfield, and it needs less work. But um, so we're going to have two kind of DIY how-to spaces uh, where people can come and learn to do all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, we're working on some programs. We I actually put a proposal out to one of the school systems in, in um, the up in the area I'm going in Michigan, and they've accepted part of the proposal for uh, the tech side of it, you know, teaching people 3D modeling and um, how to use 3D printers and that sort of stuff. So that was really exciting. That's That made my day. Um, and we, we've got a lot of programs that we're working on uh, for, you know, for the public and also online stuff. So anything that we do, and, you know, any classes that we give there will be available online through either my Toolmasters Association or through another network that we're working on. Um, just because we want to try to make it as, you know, accessible everywhere, but we still have to pay the bills. So uh, that's been what we're doing. And, uh, you know, big thanks to the Toolmasters Association. A lot of you guys that are on, the, are on TMA listen to this show. And I don't think they realize how big of a part they played in making this kind of all come together and happen. Uh, so thank you guys for helping. You know, I always like to say the, you know, it, there's really uh, to really affect change. We've got to make steps in the right direction. And we've got a good group of guys that all came together and guys and gals. Um, and we've tried to make Toolmasters as high value as possible. So it encourages more people to be part of it. Then so we can do more out in the, out in the world. And um, on top of that. <laughs> what else is uh, going be- on, Izzy? Well, well, I mean, be- I'm, I'm still having a hard time digesting the whole Professor Swan thing that you're oh, going to be yeah. teaching people. So, but uh, no, I, I that's remember we were just talking about the aha moments, and that mm-hmm. for me, those kind of things for me are really, you know, they mean more to me than money and gold and you know even fishing. So, whoa, <laughs> that's whoa, saying a lot. Slow down. 
but um, uh, so it's really fun to you know it's really fun to be out there and teaching and see the aha moments and you know we're out we're opening up programs in both locations for children to get them involved to see what you know what woodworking is to see what CNCs are to see what 3D printing is to see what laser cutting is and you know show them how they can do this I mean they don't have to wait till they're like adults they can jump into this and really be part of it and uh, so we're, we're going to do that and uh, kind of hopefully inspire some new generations. And then um, because the school is, the, these, this business model is probably the poorest one I've ever put together in my life, it, it's not really going to make much money, if any at all. So uh, in order to support this habit of opening schools, I started my furniture company back up. And um, we have a second location in Traverse City that we are currently outfitting to go full bore back into um, building uh, furniture. So a lot on the plate at the moment. Yeah. That's the, uh, the thanks for the understatement of the day. Can I suggest a name? Uh, for- uh, we, ha- we, we have a name, but we would be happy to hear a suggestion. I was thinking Izzy's house of ill repute. <laughs> yes, because I'm sure that when I go to do human interest stories and media kits and all that, the, the towns would love that. <laughs> okay. Perhaps, perhaps it's a little wordy. I'll work on it. Right. Right now, hmm. right now, the consensus is um, Izzy Swans, which I don't necessarily care for that being in the title, but that was part of the agreement I have with some um, people who are helping with this. And so they, they, right now it's Izzy Swans How-To Studios. So uh, not, not set in stone, but that's what we're kind of leaning towards. I just I, like that you are your own brand. Well, I think that's probably why they're pushing for the name. Right. I've, I've been branding for the last year now. Everything across the board is Izzy Swan. So I think that uh, Izzy Swan, um, let's see, the House of Fleshing. I think it's <laughs> probably going to be. Yes, that would work. So I want to put this out to the listeners. I mean, if these guys, if you guys are listening and you have a great idea for a name for the schools that we're setting up, and um, we're working on several different tiers. Of this, so the most, a lot of this is going to be like classroom style classes where people can come in, sit down, watch a big screen. Uh, see a live presenter. Those classes will be broadcast through Toolmasters Association and, and again, another platform that's in the works. Um, and then we're going to have the side of it where you actually get to come in and get your hands on stuff. Now, because of insurances and all that stuff, there's training, there's, you know, um, you know, we have to make sure that everybody's uh, good with the equipment. And um, so we have the legal side of it that we have to do. So you can't just, even if you're a 20 year woodworker, you can't just walk in the door and start woodworking. You actually have to, you know, we have to go through these steps. Um, So we'll be doing that. Um, We're trying very hard uh, to make this free to uh, everybody as much as free as we can. I mean, there will have to be a, um, a little bit of a charge at some, at, you know, somewhere at some level along the way, but um, it's, you know, like I said, a poor business model, but we're working on it. So, interesting note in in along that lines, um, and and I'll just interject this. There's a local theater here in Atlanta that uh, opened up their their theater program for kids, uh, and kind of kids and adults, and um, and they do a lot of music and stuff like that. And so they would do their their performances at night and. There were, they opened it up for free in cover charges, and they basically just put down a donation hat. And it turned into be a thing where they actually 
got better revenues um, because people paid what they thought they should pay for the experience. And so they, they surpassed even what they would have had had they been charging kind of a per seat thing. So it, and it doesn't actually surprise me these days a little bit. Yeah. If you were to put, you know, a hat, not the proverbial hat, the, the hypothetical hat in the middle of the floor. Wasn't yeah. there a Panera that did that up in like Massachusetts or something where they got rid of the pricing and they ended up making more money? I don't know. I remember, I remember I, a story about, about that. that where like uh, Panera had gotten in this one area, you know, it's an affluent area, but it's basically you could come in and pay anything you want or nothing at all for what you were eating, but they ended up making more revenue because, you know, a lot of the meals they have are, you know, only like seven bucks, six bucks, something like that. People just leave $10, you know, so they well, just... I... I can tell you as a businessman, I would never go to a, um, a company with my furniture and say, just pay whatever you want. <laughs> well, but no, know, because I mean, us business people, when you're selling, when right. you're selling broccoli bowls, it's probably a little bit different than when you're, you know, you're selling a, a right. A but you know, Izzy, I would be like, yes, that's fantastic. I think I can make $75 on that. I think you should get $25 for that. And then I'd make, you know, 20,000. Right. So, uh, you know, it it could be a it could be just that business people are shysters. Well, I actually, I, I they they can be. I'm fortunate enough to work with some really good. You know, I've known these guys for these cats for 20 years. You know, um, and I trust them, and uh, I, w- I would do it with them because they would be fair. But uh, for the most part, if I was going off, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't definitely not go to a store I'd never been to before and said, "Pay whatever you want." But I, well, I but understand. The, but, I understand. But let's the, look at it from the opposite standpoint. If you walked into a Panera Bread and they didn't have any prices up, would you just sit down and eat for nothing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so. But you know, I What's could it? I could see sitting in your class and say you're teaching a class on SketchUp, and you're like, "Listen, uh, we're going to take our uh, this uh, this is going to be a day class. We're going to take six hours, take an hour lunch, and uh, you know, if you're interested in in making a donation for the foundation that that does this, then you know, you, I I would be more than willing to put a hundred bucks in for eight hours or seven hours of class or six hours of class." I mean, yeah. and I think, and I think, it, it well, right now, right now, we're going to have to charge an admittance fee. Um, unfortunately, that's it's beyond my control. Even with, um, even with the Toolmasters Association helping, even with uh, the the furniture business helping, carrying the the you know the time and energy and uh, to set these places up to employ people to staff both these places. I mean, because they're not going to sit there empty. There's going to be staff members there. Um, you know, to employ someone to run all of this stuff because I'm going to be too busy doing everything else. Uh, it, it costs a lot of money and, um, that's just, there's no getting around that. So, um, we're going to, we'll tra- we're going to charge a little bit on the, on there, but I think we're working on some programs where it will be a lot of the classes we'll have will be for free. Um, you know, and then some of the, I think probably memberships, we'll probably have a membership situation that, you know, costs a small, small stipend. And then um, we'll try to do some classes for free for the public and, of course, for the kids. And then uh, hopefully that t- through Toolmasters Association and through the furniture company and through a couple other deals I have going, we'll carry the weight of the uh, financing. So 
and then you know we'll keep working on the model like i said before this is this is for me if this is a hail, hail mary pass i mean this is my last this is my last big venture i'm not doing anything after this and i don't really i don't have to so why would I, you know i want to do this because i get it's it's like it's an extension of youtube in that in that sense of that we're getting out not just on video but we're getting to shake people's hands we're getting to really you know um in a in a very real way touch people's lives show them that they can do some cool stuff and power them or in some way perhaps give them an opportunity to get access to equipment that they would never otherwise be able to get access to uh so you know the whole thing is it's it's just meant to you know inspire more people and um if these two if these two schools work out we're already looking around the west coast for another so um if this works out and it can keep going we'll pull we'll do another school out west um later on next year much probably this time next year or perhaps between you know the last three months of next year provided that these models work for us in the next year or so well and that's good that you know it's good too because it's um yeah, power tools are scary, you know, and, and yeah. I remember being, you know, we had shop class in high school and, you know, being around things you get, you know, you, you learn that you have to have a respect for things. You don't have to be afraid of them. Um, and I think that those are two very different things is, you know, respecting what something can do doesn't necessarily mean you have to be afraid of, um, you know, what it provides. And that's, I, I noticed that when, um my wife decided for, you know, she, she has a honey-do list pretty much hourly at this point. Um, <laughs> but she never really comes out into the shop at all to help make things. And it, it, the product act is mostly because I'm a neurotic and, <clears throat> and I like to scream and throw things when, uh, you know, when I get sideways. But, um, you know, having her out there, like, watch, I was like, hey, you know, why don't you help me build something? It was, you know, some nonsensical pallet wood thing. And it was, you know, a couple of cuts on the table saw. And, watching her use the table saw for the first time, you know, it was, it's been a long time since I've seen somebody that new approach a tool like a table saw, you know what I mean? So it was just seeing that sort of the initial terror of, oh my God, what am I doing? And then watching within, you know, just a, just a little bit of time, like watching that fear kind of fade away into sort of excitement, like, wow, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think having that, if you can put that in situations where, you know, you can, you can raise people up to, you know, especially younger kids or, you know, not, not even younger kids, just, you know, I mean, 20 somethings, you know, the, the millennials is, as they hate being called, um, you know, show them that, Hey, it's, you know, the, this trade stuff is not terrifying. It's actually really exciting and you can do things that other people, you know, not necessarily can't, but just don't have the skill set to do you know, making that available to people is, I mean, it's, that's a really powerful thing. I mean, it's, um, you know, you can make really creative people out of, you know, really withdrawn sort of, you know, socially awkward folks that, you know, they, they now find something that they're not afraid of, you know, and that's, uh, peeling back that fear and, and sort of showing that excitement. Like I said, I mean, watching my wife make that transition in front of me was really interesting. I mean, it was, it's, yeah. you know, my kids huh. are never really afraid because they know daddy's there and, you know, nothing's going to happen to them if they're using a sander or, you know, I'm letting them use an air nailer or you know, if I jack up a car and I send them under it to get the oil filter out. You know, I mean, they know that I'm not going to let the car fall on them most of the time, you know? So, I mean, it's like, they're not really worried about any of that stuff, but you know, my wife, she doesn't, you know, 
I mean, she she trusts me, but we've been together for twenty some years. I mean, she knows that anything's possible, so she <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't have that same level of uh, sort of upfront forgiveness that my children do. So yeah, and, it's, uh, it's you know if you don't, you know, the funny thing is you can go to a you can go to a hardware store or a home big box store and buy any tool you want. Never had any experience at all. There's no there's no prerequisite for you to buy it. If you have the money, they will sell it to you. Um, so the idea here is that we, you know, afford people the opportunity to learn from people with skill sets that, um, will keep them safer, of course. And, mm. um, you know, uh, more, more than that, it's just to get people to do things, you know, show them that empower them a little bit, show them that they can build some cool stuff. They can do some really cool things, not necessarily just woodworking, but, uh, we're putting a metal fab shop in, we're going to have leather work. We're going to have. Uh, you know, 3D printing, CNC stuff, um, you know, so that... Hey, guys, today in 3D printing, we're going to teach patience. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. We're going to make a two-inch model, and it's going to print for four days. So <laughs> you're, this class is Monday through Sunday because it has to be, <laughs> but you're basically just going to be drinking coffee the entire time. So Izzy, I, I'd like to volunteer as an instructor for the table saw specifically. Because I don't think there's another person alive that has been hit with as many kickbacks and knots and things like that uh, as I have. And I think if, if anybody can teach from the experience, uh, <laughs> I, th I think I have, uh, I, I have an upper hand on that. I, I think, think that, that I don't think that qualifies you, Joe. I think that almost <laughs> disqualifies you. I well, know, it's just oh, uh, no. to, hey, to I've been be run over by more cars than anyone. I want to teach safety is not well, the way that you, you have to know that there's some people right now chewing their fingernails, realizing that I'm going to be showing people how to use to tools and table saws. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can't wait to see who is actually paying attention and sends me a message going, uh, hey, you, you don't really let your kids go under the car to get the oil. Filter no. And, and that's when that's when you reply, of course not. I put them on the roof. Yeah. Who's, who's going to clean those that's, gutters? That's when I go to Photoshop and I get a picture of my kids and, and put them under the car with a you know just a two by four holding it up in the air. Oh, it's right. okay, kids. Everything's safe. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Well, I should probably so, shut the engine off before you go pull that out of there. Um, yeah, yeah. Speaking no, right. of which, not to uh, not to poke the bear too much, but uh, Joel, you had a. Uh, there's no way you're serious <laughs> moment here recently about a generator, if I remember correctly. Are we really going to bring that up? <laughs> I oh. think it's already been done, Joel. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's there's no way to put that bullet back in the gun. So, so because Atlanta was under its first ever tropical storm warning, because, you know, a giant hurricane bearing down on the south, uh, I went ahead and started doing my prepping. And making sure that we had enough things. One of those things was to complete a project, which, by the way, and while I can only tell you uh, or or allude to how uh, worse it was before I made this thing, uh, how I did it. Um, but basically, what I ended up doing is making a very uh, cheater way of connecting your generator to the house. Um, which, by the way, if you ever want to uh, rip somebody's soul out through their eyeballs, post a picture of the cable that you've made to, to, to do this with and explain to, to, to the people that are looking 
what the use is for. And then you will get a torrent of positive reactions uh, that will tell you how proud they are of you for coming up with this ingenious and utterly safe uh, uh, piece of technology. Um, yes, that was exactly the reaction I saw. <laughs> or, or it could be the exact opposite, and you get flame-roasted because... Um, your choice in technology to make this thing happen will <laughs> will not only kill people, but it will rip their souls out through, you know, th- through their chest cavities. <laughs> so, so yeah. So every electrician in the uh, the the uh, brotherhood of of electric uh, paranoid people, um, uh, local nine seventeen or whatever it happens to be. Uh, is pissed at me for putting on a picture with a cord with double ends on it, double male ends, and explaining a little bit how electricity works, which is okay because in in there are a couple of electricians, a couple of guys that I hang around with, who are her like Joel. We understand you have some brains when it comes to this, but other people do not. Do not be showing them these things. Uh, first, the internet. Can sh- will show you how to take the kidney out of a um, a possum and put it in your body. I've seen the video. So um, <laughs> now, why you would do that, I don't know. But people, so you know. But I would just say that uh, yeah, it's you can't save the world from themselves. And quite frankly, um, you know, there's too many people already. So you know, if somebody's uh, if somebody's standing in a barrel of water while they're trying to hook up their generator. Have at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. This is, yeah. The my, my, uh, bad. yeah, I know. So, traffic has gotten bad. Uh, I will tell you that I always, I always tell people, you know, they'll be like, is that safe? And I'm like, well, I wouldn't lick it. But other than that, it should do the trick because, uh, and, and to be, to be perfectly honest, the things that, like this particular contraption that you use to do this. And, and I, I'm not kidding. Thousands of people make the same thing. Uh, and, and nobody, to my knowledge, has been uh, myrtleized from it. So, uh, but, but, the, but the end result is that, you know, you have to be smarter than the thing you're dealing with. And electricity is not magic. There aren't little pixies. Uh, and there aren't magic blue smoke. There's all things that happen for very specific reasons. And um, you, m- you might want to have uh, a little bit of knowledge going in before you try something out. My dad was an electrician. And, uh, yeah, so. You mean, you mean you mean like trying to turn a, um, a microwave um, magnetron into a Lichtenberg machine? Oh, God. You know, that's the one thing that does scare the hell out of me. So I think there was, I, everything there a, terrifies me. So there's the, no, yeah, I don't have to qualify any. I'm, I'm pretty much afraid all the time. There's so it's, it's funny because you bring that up because like I do some crazy, not crazy things. I do some, uh, highly, entertaining. highly entertaining things that get the job done when it comes to like electric stuff. Uh, it is not necessarily the safest thing in the world, but it is properly treated and it's understood that it is not doing the world any favors by coming into existence however people who rewire uh, uh transformers so they can get super high voltage so they can burn wood into cool funky patterns are insane 
because when voltage gets that high, it does really bizarre and horrible things to chest cavities, mainly stopping your heart. And since yeah, you have to use that in both hands, there's well, no way around that. It's stopping it because it gets cooked. Yes. So <laughs> Yeah. It's it's a horror. Well, don't ever do that, guys. Again, That's a stupid way to die. It's, it's not, you know, and I know that, you know, we have listeners and, you know, I, I always go under the whole George Carlin rule anytime I talk about things like this when, because George Carlin, I've said this before, he used to say that he could get away with calling the people in his audience stupid because when he would say things like, hey, you're an idiot, everybody always thought that he was talking, talking to the person to somebody sitting else. next to you. Right. <laughs> so, and everyone that's listening to this goes, ha, I'm not stupid. And yes, you are. Um, so <laughs> if you have any uh, any problems with that qualification, I apologize. It's just the truth and the truth hurts sometimes. Well, but, there's um, just, there's some weird how thing. Many, like, like it, and actually table saws fit in that same category. Like you use a table 25 times, 100 times, 2,000 times. And then just this one time, this piece of wood hits a vibration, hits the back of the blade, and all of a sudden is shot into your head at 104 miles an hour. Izzy, you've I'm sure you've had kickback, right? Me? Yeah. I'm pleading the fifth. Okay. So so there isn't somebody <laughs> He's opening that, a school for children. He's no, not no, no. I mean I mean it's just it's one of those things that it because of the design of what it is, it there is a propensity to have it happen. Like it, there's no way around it. If you use a table yeah. saw with enough cuts, it it will happen. It's as sure as crossing the street. One day there's going to be a car down that street. True. I, th- there's there's no way around because the street was built to to have cars. A, mm-hmm. a table, table saws were built for kickback. Absolutely. It, it's it's just well the way they're the way they're designed the way a table saw is narrowly designed right. and you're even oh, you're one even of those guys that takes like the riving knife and all the other contraptions right off of it as soon as you get it home those though, right? things certainly help they, they definitely take down the the chances but but kind of like doing the lichtenberg thing where you have high voltage or you do a jacob's ladder or you do a um or you do a, a tesla coil or you do those type of experience with electricity always finds a way and it's one of those things that at those crazy higher voltages it it turns the air into plasma and and when you are a part of that circuit much like kickback because you're there over the table saw it's it's very hard to cut something when you're not on the table saw um it's just it's you're destined to get the just stew knocked out of you uh, and, and there's, and people just accept that. Like people have a love for, like there's whole Tesla societies where they have a love for doing these super high amperage or I'm sorry, super high voltage, uh, experiments with Tesla towers and all sorts of things. Um, but you know, they understand that they're like, they wake up in the day and go, maybe today I get the shit shocked out of me because that's today. Yeah. Yeah. But that's again, you know, just, it goes back to the, I mean, think about this. How many times in your life have you heard somebody say they knew someone or heard of someone who was tanning and actually cooked their insides? Because I've heard that story told to me a couple of times, and that doesn't happen, but people say it happens. So, well, there that's are, the, there's always the urban legends, you know. I mean, yeah. So there, no you know, that. so if people are if people think things like that are possible, then they they just got to know that you know 
these no, super no. powerful transformers might murder you. <laughs> yeah. Mean, just... yeah, you know, electricity can kill you. Table saws can hurt you. Uh, that's just the way this works. Um, yeah, but Taco Bell can kill you, and you pine after that. So, I well, mean, it's a... Uh... So can McDonald's, and, you know, oh. 90, 95% of the country eats there. So, I'm not, nope. you know... No whatever. way we're getting them to sponsor this so. episode. I, I think Izzy's a little touchy about the, the Taco Bell. I, I try to bring it up, but I know because he gets a little sour. And I don't mean just yeah. in his b-hole after he eats it. I'm talking about, like, sour in his feelings. <laughs> No, I I think actually, you know, we weren't we weren't going in with a topic, but I think that I think this all there's a very serious thing to this, which is when you do things for profit, when you when you do your 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 making business, you assume some sort of risk. Now that can either be financial or health or physical, or there, there's something that goes along with that. I promise you, the guys that do that dig coal out of the caves in the mountains don't do that for their health. They do that because that's a job. And it comes down to the fact that, and you know, Mike Rowe has had this thing where he said safety third, and it basically just pissed everybody off. That's ever been in love with OSHA. And it's basically, it's basically true, which is basically you have a job to do. The first thing is that, the job comes first, like to get that thing done, right? And the second yeah. thing is to make money while doing it. And mm-hmm. the third thing is to stay alive yeah. while doing that thing. And I it's, happen, yeah, I, I happen to subscribe to Micro's um, thing, and I, but I would say it's fourth. So, what's, you know, I think. Can, can you um, interject any? Yeah, entertainment. You got to entertain yourself first. I, I, think, I so. think you do have to be happy <laughs> yeah. with whatever you're doing. Um, no, you know, here's the thing. I've been in, and, and I'll tell you why. Let me give you guys a brief rundown. In my lifetime, I've probably been in 200, 220 professional shops, uh, woodworking or fabrication of some kind. And out of those 220 or so shops, two of them still had safety guards on their table saws, two. Right. Every other shop I've ever been in has not had the safety guards on and I would say better than 85% of those shops didn't even know what a riving knife was. Not really, but they just, you know, they just, there was gone. And there's a reason for those things. When you're in a production shop, you have to be able to move your table saw fence close, far away, whatever, quickly cut a piece and move on to the next one without having to worry about whether your riving knife is bent or whether your guards are in the way if you have to rip a thin piece. Those things are not they're not helpful in a production situation. And to be quite honest with you, when you're just learning a table saw, having those hold downs on the top are damn right dangerous because they get in the way and you can't see what's happening with the material. You can't see the cut. So, and when you're just learning to use a table saw, <laughs> unless, you know, let me, let me preface this. If you're just learning to use a smaller table saw, uh, they're dangerous. So, sure. uh, you know, I, you know, I understand why they're there. I understand that, you know, this is going to help you avoid kickback, but honestly, in a kickback situation, a lot of times the kickback doesn't come from an entire piece of wood. It comes from a small knot that got cut off They're They're not stopping a knot, you know, um, you cut through a knot on a piece of pine, half of it and the you know, side of it's loose and one that it's not stopping that it's kind of come up and come right out at you. It's not stopped anything. Which, by the way, yeah. always hits you either in the shoulder or the cheek, I found out. 
<laughs> so, you know, um, and I'm not, and I'm not saying go out to your saw, your, you know, Izzy told me to go out and take off all my safety equipment. That's not what I'm saying at all. Really? Cause that's exactly that's, what I heard. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, but I, that's why I'm saying this right now. What I am saying is that there are certain things that in, in a professional environment that you take a second to, um, you know, to think about when you start talking about the safety first, you know, stuff, safety is extremely important. It is one of those things that you really have to be very conscious of. And I have this thing I do when I walk up to a table saw and I've done it, I've done it a hundred thousand times in my head. Every single time I walk up to a table saw, there's a mental checklist that goes through my brain. And it's so, it's so, I've done it so much when I started out that now it's, I, I, I literally will step up to a table saw and think, oh wait, I didn't check that. I'll step back and, and you know, and I just don't do anything without going through that mental checklist. And um, one of those things that you have to get used to uh, when you're using powerful equipment is the idea that you can get hurt. And if you're not willing to accept the risk for the fact that you're turning on a machine that a whole bunch of crazy things can happen on and it can hurt you, uh, step away from the saw and just, you know, go crochet a sweater. Um, and, uh, you know, so there's just that there's that there's that one side of it where we have people out there that are like, you know, that are overly zealous about, you know, safety issues so much so that it's paralyzing. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I come especially in the wood shop because, and there's a we like like there's a level, like in the wood shop when we're talking about table saws because table saws tend to do some really amazing horrible things very quickly. Other machines either take their time or they're designed in a different way where maybe you're not getting your hands like right up onto that. There are two machines that scare the hell out of me in a wood shop. One is the table saw because I've been hit in the chest about fifty times because that's exactly what we do, Izzy. I'm not yeah. saying we've removed our guards. Uh, I'm not saying that we've done that for liability reasons. But I rip a ton of lumber. And I'm just, I'm cutting it to width because we're going to throw it up on the CNC. Yeah. I, it, I need this to be six and a quarter inches wide. The board comes in, it's anywhere between eight and seven inches. And I now have basically a spear that may have a knot or a crack right in the middle of my cut. And it comes off as two, three-foot pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And because mm -hmm. that crack may be at an angle, one slides up on the other. Now it's darn close to the very tips of those blades. Oh, what the the worst part is when you're you know you're you're pushing it and it's grain the grain's coming into the two by four and it yep. gets caught between the other, it builds up pressure and then comes out of there at nine million miles an hour right at your face. Yeah, or or you have so much tension in the wood, you get down to the last inch. Where the wood wood it hasn't been cut on that on that slice, and all of a sudden the pops. whole thing pops, and yep. and you don't know where it's gonna like it doesn't jump like a foot or anything it jumps an inch but an inch is your blade is only over your wood by maybe three eighths of an inch, you know that's enough for it to pop on top of your blade and send it towards your way. So the and the other thing is um there's a million things that can go wrong at a table saw and it all takes like there's no time. The other thing is, the only other machine that really scares me is um, shapers. Uh, if you don't know what a shaper is, it's, it's, it's like a router table, except think of instead of being two horsepower, it's like eight horsepower, or seven horsepower, ten horsepower, and they've gotten very smart in the last uh, yeah. two decades to put only power <clears throat> feeders on them so that you keep yeah. your hands away, but they use these giant cutters to do molding and things like that. 
and they're just yep. they're all they're just designed like uh like the you know the ba- the baseball pitching machines it's it's exactly what one is mm. so there's in, in, uh, in my shop the the scariest thing i own is a um i bought an old um it's a bandsaw and it is got a it was used for cutting metal in some shop that i ended up getting for like 50 bucks right but because the the belt on it was bad and it needed some tensioning and all this other stuff. So I went and got it, brought it back to life and it's got a one and a quarter horsepower motor on it. And when you turn that thing on, you can feel the, the, the earth actually moves towards it. I mean, it's just, it is one of the most terrifying thing. I mean, and it is the only tool I'm very comfortable with most hand tools. Um, my table saw does not scare me at all. Um, I mean, it's not, you know, it's just a rigid home gamer uh, table saw, but... Um, See, that's fine, yeah, because another, those are the ones that scare the hell out of me. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I've been using them since I was like 12 years old, so it's not, you know, when I say I'm not scared of them, again, that isn't the same thing as saying is I don't respect them. I mean, I won't touch a tool unless I have safety glasses on. And I've had friends that come over and they laugh at me. They're like, you really do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, you haven't, I mean, I don't know how many you were born with, but these are the only two eyes I have. Like, so having something stuck in it, and I've had plenty of shrapnel come off and hit me in the face and, you know, in your eye sucks. So, but when I turn that bandsaw on, I know where every single inch of me is before I reach down and I hit that, that switch. Because that thing, when it turns, it just sounds like the devil laughing at you. Like just there's like just this this shriek of like, I can't wait to taste your fingers when you turn that thing. On. I mean, I can cut, I can cut a six inch board of oak, white oak on that thing, and resaw it, and it never even slows down. I mean, it, it is it is the most, ter- and I think the blade on it's probably forty years old, so it is the I most terrifying thing ever. Oh no no no! Oh yeah! <laughs> I don't want Frank you Wilson. anywhere near that thing. Are you kidding me? The- the most terrifying tool in my shop I'm actually using right now. It's my computer. Yes. It scares the hell out of me. Well, I can do, Only- I can do a lot worse things with my computer than I can with my table saw. Like, <laughs> as everyone knows who's listening to this podcast, because, you know, I, I pollute your ears and minds <laughs> once a week at this point. Since, so, since we're talking the I think- shop talk, can I tell you about a, a funny... Uh, funny piece of equipment that i actually got rid of um it's it's it is a uh it's a it's a uh, it was the only piece of equipment that i honestly thought was evil um it was a drum sander it's uh made by companies who who's generally green and may have a bear-like logo uh, I remember when you got rid of that. Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, because a belt a, a drum sander basically, if you don't know what they are, uh, think of a think of a giant belt sander, uh, but uh, the 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 sandpaper is wrapped around two drums on this one, and then there's a conveyor attached belt attached to a NASCAR engine, it, five horsepower in fact, uh, and uh, and basically you run the piece of wood uh, through it. Kind of like one of those uh, automated toaster ovens because there's a conveyor belt, and it skims along the top, and it's supposed to give you a super flat, really nice, uh, almost near finish, uh, uh, sanding of a of a uh, of a thing, and it's like forty inches wide. Like you put a whole door through this. 
and uh and and people do they do this for that very reason um but this one would not behave ever i had a piece of uh walnut flung 20 feet and this is i'm talking 10 pounds of walnut board this is like a three foot uh by 12 inch uh like like shelf that i was doing the final flattening on slammed into my table saw 20 feet across the room dented my fence on it and if somebody was there they would have lost a spleen and that wasn't like the first time that's happened that was just the time where i said oh you know what i just don't think this machine is doing like its job like and i tried all sorts of adjustments i did cleaned everything made sure the belt was all nice and happy and like there was it because it uses rollers to push it down like there's mechanically it was doing exactly how it was designed but because it was designed by Satan, uh, it, it never functioned without really wanting to hurt somebody. So, so it's, you know, there are some machines that are just, they're just crazy and you got to get rid of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's uh, no way that that's going to replace, we, don't be a dick, but it, it's got to be close. We have to, um, since we're all sharing these stories, I got to tell you one of my grandfather's shop. He had, um, he had a, a shaper. That, speaking of which, uh, Joel, that was possessed by a demon. I'm Scariest sure. damn things ever. Well, this is long before you know we had infeed rollers and all that stuff. Right. It was you know this thing was ancient and it, you know it has um, it has the grooved head on it, so you set you know the the spindles the, the head the head sit over the top of the spindle via grooves and there's a big washer and a nut that goes on the top and it holds the spin the um oh, yeah. shaper head in, in place and in right? your case there's also a nut feeding wood into it well yes and then uh every once in a while that damn thing would come just instantly would come flying off and you know you would you would it's like a shotgun blast and there was holes in the wall all over the shop from the heads coming off and just flinging across the room and getting stuck in the wall um wait, wait a minute these the, are the these are like the pound and a half router bits that yes. are that are that are sharpened to to slice like thin cut pastrami if yeah. you needed to. Yeah. So these things would come off every once in a while and would just. I mean, it was. It, it's it's actually sounded like a shotgun blast coming off of this thing because it would just vibrate so quickly back and forth. And you know, and there's this there was this little sound that it would make about a, three seconds before this would happen. And so, everybody ducks. Anytime any sound like that ever happened in the shop, you'd see like five guys just hit the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> you please remember, we're talking, you know, I'm 35 years ago here, you know, so. Oh, um, I do we, love the 70s. Yeah, we looked at things a little differently back then. You know, if it didn't, you know, if it didn't kill more than two people, it was, it was a good tool. So, if, I mean, as long as we're, you know, laughing at other people's misfortunes, which, by the way, I do pretty much every day anyway, but the. Um, <laughs> If I if I told the story about the guy who fell off the roof um, on one of the roofing jobs we were doing, no, no. Oh wait a minute. Okay. Yes, you did. Did he? All right. It's the only guy you ever knew the name, right? Yeah. Well, it's the guy. He was falling off the roof, and then he tried to use the claw to keep oh, himself from yeah. falling off a two-story building. Oh. Yeah. And he God. swung the hammer into his thumb and. So he fell off the roof anyway, and then. <laughs> oh, no. So he was. Oh, poor let guy. me back up a little bit. Even though I just told you the punchline. So yeah, he's up on a roof. It's about a ten, twelve pitch, two stories up, 
Um, he's got, uh, you know, we've got brace boards up there and he is walking, loses his footing, falls over, a, you know, the, the 10, a, a two by 10 brace board, right? Starts falling off the roof, reaches back to grab his hammer, swings. You hear a thud and a scream and then he falls off. So he hits the ground. He's doubled over. Looked like he had the wind knocked out of him, but he's... He can't really speak. He's just got this like gurgle, like, like any. So he's holding his hand, take his glove off, and his hand is the size of his knee. You know, and basically what he did is he, I mean, he swung the claw of his hammer into his hand with the force that would have otherwise kept him from falling off the roof. Oh, ow, ow, ow. So, so, and then. And Mm. once one of the guys, this guy, Freddie, who worked for uh, my father at the time, um, once he saw him doing that, he was actually laughing too hard to help him up. So because he, when he realized what he did, it caught him so funny that he couldn't even help him come off the ground. So been there. That's yeah, quality there. help there when you can yeah. uh, when you can keep now, the humor rolling. I wanna yeah. I, I want I wanna mention you know we talked about starting a school and then the last half of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> was about all the violence and, and scary things that happened with equipment. So I want you know people to come to the school and learn from our experience so you don't have to go through those things. So. Or or get so good at it that when something bad does happen, you can laugh uh, so hard that you can't actually assist the person. That's what or we're you basically can run saying. your hand through my through my bandsaw blade and you know then you don't have to worry about working on whatever again or yeah. things of any kind. No, there's. I think there's a tradition of of um, industries where guys sit around either in a in a, in a lunchroom or on uh, you know an I beam or in a on a bench in a wood shop, and they talk about all the crazy crap that's happened around them. Because in, in and I'll tell you, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast the reason why we have missing digit wood shop is it's a it's a throw to break a leg for uh for the theater mm-hmm. which is in in because it relates I, i've been around enough cabinet shops where the oldest guy there is always called stumpy or stubby or something because he he it's the guy that has the most uh knocked off their fingers like they might be missing one or two fingers or they might just have all the ends off of all their fingers you know because they've been on a table saw for 35 years and and that's what when you do that for that well. So anyway, so in our, even the even our name for my company is a play on that safety, which is basically, you know, don't break a leg, or or yeah. break a leg, but you know, mm-hmm. miss a digit well, or whatever it is. Don't say good luck. Don't right, say, don't good, say luck. good luck. <laughs> right. Well, and and I mean, listen. Here's the thing. I mean, there are people that are safe, and then there are people that have fun. So I mean, it's you know, I don't think you can be both. The the, the human spirit. <laughs> is just not built for that. I mean, you can walk everywhere you go um, or you can get in a car. And if you get in a car, on average, 30,000 people die in car accidents every single year. So, you know, that yeah. it, just just by driving, you know. So, I mean, it's well, there's there's a, you know, you can... you can Mostly Prius. More people... Yeah. Take precautions. <laughs> wear your seatbelt. Don't drive a Prius because then you get beat up when you, get, when you go to stoplights anyway. So, who needs that extra stuff in their life? But you got... Um, you know, take precautions, make smart choices, but um, you know, don't 
Don't sit around waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Get out there and have some friggin' fun already. You're you're only around for a little while. I mean, you're, you're alive for a little bit and then you're dead for a really long time. You know, don't jump head first into a powermatic table saw because that shortens the whole alive for <laughs> for a little while thing. But you know, the, you gotta you gotta enjoy things. Um, you know, and you gotta enjoy things smart. So. Mm-hmm. Izzy, Izzy, I'm sure can show you how to do things that you know are pretty terrifying, but and you should not do ever. At the same time, you know he, he. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've seen you, Izzy, do things that there that I wouldn't attempt with you standing there. Um, so just they're they are outside of my comfort level, and I draw the line. Like this is, I'm just not doing whatever the hell that just was. Is I'm, you know, I've actually watched some of your videos. And then stood up and walked away from my computer and went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having a know, conversation you, with you and you're not even in my office. Like, I'm just, I'm like, you no, have just no literally idea. like this. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but you, you have no idea how happy that makes me because there are things that I do that people should just not do, period. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't like, do them if you were there with me. No, don't is, don't ever yeah. attempt to make a bowling ball on a table saw. Don't I'm, do it. I am so doing that. You oh. should do that. Yeah, well. I mean, you're clearly not affected by. I mean, you're you've been hit in the face and chest with table saw <laughs> kickback at this point so many times that I think you're probably impervious to it. So you you know, you're, you're it, almost and, got uh, armadillo skin at this point. Honestly, honestly, it still stings. I don't care how many scars I have. Um, yeah. The, but again, this brings it back full circle. We were talking about that the, the cord that I made for for the generator for getting things. You just up. had to keep. You just had to go back at them, didn't you? <laughs> I, I did, and and, uh, and and understand your limitations, and understand that what you're what you're doing to make the world a little bit better is also damn dangerous, and that's probably why it wasn't done or suggested before. But that's also how people you know, have fun or make a million dollars or have power when nobody else has power. So. Yes. 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 Agreed. So, yeah, there we go, everybody. Well, that was a good podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, don't get killed doing things. Yes. I think it's actually going to be the name of this one. And have fun. Have fun not getting killed doing things. Or don't have fun. Just don't interfere with mine. Right. <laughs> no, you, you know, this is a great community. There's lots of really high valuable information out there. There's lots of people that you can learn from me on YouTube or in, in the community. Um, just learn right. And um, when you see something really crazy, realize that it's something really crazy. And that um, unless you have all the information, don't ever attempt it. In fact, just don't here's, attempt it. Here's something that I'm going to, that I can, I can help with because I've, you know, one of the things about, being a member of this online community that we have that that's changed in me is um, some of the prejudices that I've had in the past. Uh, you know, I, I've kind of I have to actively set aside, but I, you know, I, they're, they're um, I, I've come to grips with them a lot better. If you see a guy in an old F one fifty and he's got a long ass beard and a rat tail or a ponytail or some type of braid, um, you want to meet that guy. <laughs> I mean. It's going to take some time to understand what the hell they're talking about because, and even though this is stereotypical, most of those guys, they, when they get out in the truck, they sound a lot like this. Hey, that boy, what are you doing? You know, so after you figure out what the hell it is they're talking about, they are a wealth of knowledge of things that you can't even imagine you might want to know. 
Um, but that's, uh, you know, the, you don't have to find somebody in the community. Just find some dude with a long, you know, ratty goatee and a, and a braid. And, um, you know, make sure you talk to him in the day in case, you know, he's not allowed near a Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but because, uh, you know, you, you can't look that stuff up quick enough. But uh, definitely find an old codger and make a friend, and, and you know they'd be able to show you all kinds of stuff. I promise. So, where do you think <laughs> I learned all my tricks? Exactly right. This is a guy that showed me what a fleshing tool is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's that taste again. <laughs> but um, just a little throw ooh. up in the back of your throat. Yeah, it's not a little. It's all of it. All the throw up is back there. Well, I'm, so, I'm excited hey that we uh, were able to cover uh, uh, shop safety finally. I think that was something. And by There's the way, no way <laughs> what we just did was shop safety. No, no, no. no. I'm not I playing think, this podcast. For I, I just, I'm counting how many opportunities for lawsuits there were in there. So, Well, I, I can tell you unequivocally that, uh, that uh, any injuries due to, uh, due to the use of uh, our equipment at our shop, uh, uh, usually are just aimed at me. Whether it's intentional, I don't know, but I can tell you the pieces of wood that get thrown at me are um, actually more often than they should be. Come to think of it, I think it's time to retrain. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> so, so I have um, an idea. I have an okay. idea, real quick. Please. That you will see on my channel before too long, uh, for a table saw that is entirely safe. In other words, it is impossible to hurt yourself on or get kicked back on or any of that business. Wasn't you that made one of those? Nope. Somebody made a table saw for like cutting cardboard for their child or something. I thought that oh, was Oh yeah, they yeah, no, that was that Use was, a nibbler. Yeah, yeah, use a nibbler. You couldn't you mean you you can't get you know, that's I'm talking about a full form functioning table saw. But oh, wait a minute, hold on a second. I don't even Before, want to know that exists. Also, just as a sidebar, I think nibbler is probably the best name for a tool ever. Yes, I agree. Anyway. Or a girlfriend. Uh, well, I'm just saying. There, there are or different types of... I mean, right, you know, whatever you're right, into. Right. I'm not we, here to judge. The, uh, so, so, so any, any other, uh, any other t teaser material on that one, Izzy? Nope. Just, uh, you know, how we've, we've always, we've talked about people that are just terrified of the table saw and just won't deal with it. Well, I have a solution for that. And I'm, I actually talked to, um, a couple companies about it and, um, They've even sent me some stuff to build this thing out of, so um, that that'll be coming down the pipe. And is I, this I a uh, is this a, a, a collab with the saw stop folks or no? No, no, this is a homemade job. Oh, okay, so, I wasn't because yeah. you know there, the the saw stop will keep you from from dying. It won't save you from kickback, but you won't lose a digit. No, I this is um this is a saw that'll you know you no kickback. There's no no opportunity at all to get hurt. Oh, I at know all. how you're gonna make it. I'm not going to say because people will think that we talked about it beforehand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, speaking speaking Which, of sh shop safety and things. By the way, I always uh, we always we? yeah. So uh, I I finally saw an article where a guy actually died using a saw. <clears throat> like you see him all the time, where you know somebody cuts off fingers or gets stabbed on the side or gets his, the stew knocked out of him or anything in the world. But this guy actually had um, a 10-inch table saw blade on a angle grinder, and he was up on a ladder, and um, he tripped. And what? I I know. 
I know, but it somewhere on the interweb, somebody I'm sure will be able to link us to this grotesque abomination. Um, but but the saw did not turn off, and uh, and so so if there's any lessons to to learn from this, it's uh, remove the guards, but never ever use an angle grinder as a saw in the air. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome advice because that is pretty frequently done. I actually, I hope if there's a video of that um, somewhere that the uh, the Bonnie Tyler's "I Need a Hero" is actually the song playing underneath it. I'm because, pretty sure there is not, but I bet you there are some photos of it somewhere. Because we, we salute you. My, yeah, I don't want to see that. That's yeah, it's, that's not it's, okay. But I, you know, it's always you know people are always like, "You're going to get killed that way." You're like, "No, I'm not going to get killed. I'll probably get maimed, but I'm not going to get killed." Well, I finally found no. an instance of you know you're going to get killed. Yeah, death by whatever. Yeah, well, if you, you know, do that, we're going to interview. I just want you to know that we are Izzy and I are going to be completely broken up for at least a little while, but we are going to interview somebody else to take your place in the podcast for the following week. So this oh, yeah. is uh, yeah. Can, can, well, that's I appreciate. It. Can you go ahead and just interview the guy that's investigating it too, like as your first like guest? Yeah. And can you try <laughs> not to laugh too much? Gonna, <laughs> I'm not even going to mention. I'm not even going to mention that you're not there anymore. I'm just going to be like, hey, this is you know, and this is Mike Frank. And I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm on uh, here with Izzy and uh, Frank. Frank, how you been, buddy? He's going to be like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, since the last podcast we did, like, wait a minute, Frank, you, you can't play it that you know, strong. That being said, in all the shops I've ever worked in or known about, only I only, I've only ever heard of one death, and it happened with an air compressor. Oh, those are sneaky, mean bastards. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but, see, no one's died in the mortgage business um, ever. They should have. Actually, that's not <laughs> true. If you, if you I mean, lived through the recession, they should have. Yeah, back in two thousand, back in two thousand, they were they were throwing themselves off uh, overpasses in, in record numbers. But that's something different. And so, yeah, yeah that's uh, you. You don't hear of anybody being killed by a uh, mortgage note anytime. You know, the, the electronic signatures. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Oh, the electronic signatures got to him. That poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no, it's, by the by the I way, think, I just want to. I, I want to just just. I know we're jumping all over the place, and this is you know. I just can we just stop saying um, when someone dies that it's the way he would have wanted to go. <laughs> I just because someone being killed by an air compressor and all that stuff. I mean, obviously it's not the way they want to go. But it, when Ooh. people die on like you know Everest. You know, and they're like, "Oh, well, he was an avid climber, and it's the way he—he—it's he, the way he would have wanted to go." But like, no, if he could be <laughs> eating soup at the base of Everest, he'd rather be doing that. Is my guess. So I don't know if to, my obituary contains hookers and blow in it. There's a possibility that is, in fact, the way I wanted to go. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I want to go. Let's see, it, for my kids, uh, if they ever listen to these. If I were to, if I were able to be, if I were able to be murdered by a pack of wolves in a city, like a, a public utilities building, you know, I think that's probably the way I'd want to go. So you're just, oh you, are, are you trying to, like a to department make it of public works type of thing? Like just, yeah. you know. Yeah, just because just, no one has ever been eaten by a pack of wolves in a in a now I know someone's gonna put in the comments below, oh, 
this was Skip. He was my favorite son, and he got eaten by wolves in the public works building. And I'm gonna be like, no, that doesn't count. So, but I don't, anyway, so I just I just don't want to die in my sleep. I want to see it coming. I want to go out kicking and screaming. No, I've seen people that die in their sleep. It looks pretty comfy, honestly. I think that that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think maybe like a giant swig of really expensive whiskey, which is another thing, by the way. Don't die with money in your retirement account. Don't die with a W two coming to you that year, and never die with good whiskey in the in the in the cabinet. <laughs> oh, oh see that 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 would make a good shirt right there. That's not that's not the way you win at life. Don't ever die with good whiskey in the cabinet. It's <laughs> just don't do it. So. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and start wrapping up this thing. Even though uh, I think we tried doing that like forty minutes ago. I know, but I really want to know about the air compressor. Oh God! Oh, we, a teaser for next week. I mean, we're okay. recording okay. like at four hours anyway. So it yeah, come matter, back and I'll tell the air compressor story next week. There's okay. no way we awesome. remember that, by the way. Zero. Way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, well, so um, Izzy, my man. Uh, outside of uh, you know real estate that you own in every <laughs> strange province of the United States, um, and all of these schools that you got coming, uh, tell the the young and old listeners where they can find you. Uh, just you can head on over to IzzySwan.com, check that mm-hmm. out, and we have everything Izzy over there. Yeah, you do. By the way, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, if they if if they are unaware, you are a beautiful man, sir, and. Uh, you have you have a big heart, and this stuff you're doing is. Uh, I know you've been working your balls off to get to this point, and you know with all the traveling and everything, and it's been done completely and totally sacrificially. Um, and uh, it, it, what you're working on is a pretty cool concept, and even if it fails, you're a better man for it. So, thanks, the, Mike. Uh, it, it's it's an awesome awesome thing. I'm looking forward to it. And if you had if you put it anywhere but Michigan, I might even stop by one day. But that's there's no chance I'm going to Michigan. <laughs> I want to, I want to, you know, I want to preface that I preface that I want to, um, you know, I want to say thank you to everybody that helped to make this happen. It wasn't just me. Uh, you know, I mean, I couldn't have done this without the tool masters and without my friends and without the, you know, without, um, um, Jesse, I Jessup's help and, um, and the, uh, the inspiration that came from the YouTube and the viewers. So thank you guys, all of you for being part of this. On behalf of them, I say you're welcome. Thank you, Joel. I won't speak on their behalf. You're welcome. But, uh, Joel. Yeah. Tell us about a thing. Where can, uh, where can the folks find you? Uh, electrocuting poor linemen <laughs> to death uh, in various rainstorms. <laughs> Just on the weekends, you're the, though. You're the reason that the, 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 the tanning bed cooked that poor girl. That's right. That's right. It's, it's all because you of that. selfish son of a bitch, you. Why do I want barbecue <laughs> all of a sudden? I know. You know right? I know. Well, you know, again, it's just safe enough, but don't lick it. Um, that could be applied to many things. I'm anyway, moving on. Moving on. I can hear someone in my HR department dying right now. Right. Right. <laughs> Some, somewhere, somebody in my HR department just had a stroke, and they don't know why. They were they were talking to their spouse, and then Joel just, was talking about lollipops. I was being able to stop being able to to form fully functional, coherent sentences. They were just like, "Hey, honey, I think we should probably pause the razors." <laughs> they're like, "What? Oh, God! Someone in your office is, is tied into something again, aren't they?" 
<clears throat> so uh, they can find me at uh, at uh, missingdigitwoodshop.com if you're interested in looking at our interesting products. Uh, they can find me on uh, Toolmasters Association because I didn't do one but two classes for Mister Izzy, and you're coming back for another. Yeah, it's November eighth or something. Uh, yep. And I'll be teaching probably a little bit of marketing with that one along along the lines. Uh, hmm. We talked about uh, photography, product photography in the first two, uh, and of course you have to pay you have to pay a few a little stipend with the Tool Masters Association. But I can tell you that it is uh, it's you get tenfold back. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a crowdfunding a journey where where everybody's money's tripled and doubled and and quadrupled uh with what you get back so one of those things is me teaching classes along with about 15 or 16 other people so far uh teaching their skill sets in uh little mini seminars so yeah skip uh skip going to see my site and go see a tool masters association <laughs> and uh Thanks, and, Joel. and and By help way, a brother not to, out not to make this about me but i mean come on <laughs> it's your podcast right it, I mean, that's what I tell people. But um, yeah, the uh, the last time you did something, Izzy reached out to me and he went, "Hey man, I gotta have you on there, and you know, you do a presentation of some kind." And that was right after you. And I was like, "Sweet man, let me know when." And then I reached out to him and he said, "Well, I'm busy that day." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "But I I didn't I didn't tell you what day it was." He goes, hey, "Yeah, yeah, that day. I'm busy. I'm busy." <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I'm, I'm what the little Mike kid jogging know. behind the, the the older brother going hey Actually, guys can what I Mike play? what Mike doesn't know is that he's on the list for three classes next year so oh jeez all right um how well, to mortgage uh, your life away to start your dream actually <laughs> they're not about mortgaging at all no my my knowledge runs deep or something i don't think that's true but uh yeah, you can at least. I mean, you can take what I know and put it in probably about thirty minutes. So that's oh uh, whatever. But um, I can I can tell you how to speak like a, a I guess a Greek god or something. I mean, that's probably not true either. But um, if you're uh, if you're looking for me, by the way, uh, you can find me at uh, my website. <laughs> for my podcast, at maybe I've said too much. dot com. Um, you can also find us on uh, all the social medias at Maybe Podcast, so Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter storms. Um, hit us up on the social media platforms with comments, questions. Uh, we do respond to emails, even those of you that leave kind of shitty ones and tell us things that we don't want to hear. Um, we're polite and kind and generous in our responses, but uh, feel That's free to reach lie. out to us. That's not a lie. It's no, it's a lie. a lie. It's a lot of lie. What day? Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm can, busy can, that day too. Can Can I interject one small thing before we wrap up? Can we put one more teaser in? Because I would like you to take, uh, and I know this isn't a financial show, and I know you have other plans for financial shows, but can you give us like a five-minute primer on why uh, Equifax, uh, do you have that jackhammer uh, ready? I do not. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. So, uh, uh, why Equifax uh, 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 kicked us in the rear end uh, with their security breach? This, is, this is not. 
This is not something that you end a show with. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying t- tune in next week because I think I can get Mike to give five minutes on why this is so horrible and a few things that you can do to yeah. to, to to make your life a little bit uh, less Mike, talk to violated. Take to talk to your HR department, see if it's something you can talk about. That would be good. Oh, I absolutely could talk about it. As a matter of fact, the uh, if you go on Facebook right now and find me, um, which I don't even know what my address is there, and good luck finding it. But if you go online and find me, I actually did a public post. Two things that you should do: um, one covering what happened, and some two or three steps that you should take or could take right now, and one step you absolutely should do. Um, so, and we'll talk about that, that next week. Yeah, we'll talk along about, with we'll a that. compressor. Yeah, that yes. way. Uh, listen, you don't want Russian hackers, you know, turning out to be you because uh, you know they can do that now. Thank you, Equifax. I love Vlad. Oh, so awesome! But anyway, guys, uh, yes, find us on the social media. Please give us some comments if you got any things for uh, show ideas, people you want us to talk to, um, whatever. Just uh, just hit us up, and we will. Uh, work whatever your ideas or comments are into our show or we won't Uh, but we still appreciate the feedback but uh, that is it for this episode we will catch you next week with the uh, compressor death and the death of your identity um, I think is uh, probably what we'll call that show (laughs) good night everybody 